have faith in your guarantee. Romans 8, verse 31 and 32. Have faith in your guarantee. It says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Say, God is for me. Say, again, say God is for me. Give me Psalm 56 verse 9. It says, when I cry, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know. Why? For God is for me. So because when I know God is for me, I know if anyone comes against me and I cry, what will happen? They turn back. Romans 8, 32. Look at verse 32 now. It says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us what? All things. So it says the death of Christ is the guarantee that God will give me that God will give me what I want. The death of Christ is the guarantee that God will give me what I want. So how do I know God is going to give me a car or a house or a job or a husband or wife? Because he died for me. See? Because the death of Christ was the demonstration of God's love for us. Romans 5 verse 8, very quickly. He says, but God commanded his love toward us in that while we're yet seen, that's what did he say? Christ died for us. Watch this. Now, while we're seen as Christ died for us, that's God's love. So if I want to know whether God loves me, I should remember that Christ died for me. So it's got nothing to do with how you feel. The question, did Jesus die for me? Galatians 2 verse 20, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live yet not I, but the life which I live by, the, by, by, by faith, but by, by, by life I live in the flesh, live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So the death of Jesus Christ was actually God demonstrating his love for me. Are you following me? So now because, because Jesus died for me, and the Bible says if he gave his son for me, it will freely give me anything. So that death becomes the guarantee. God is telling me that daughter, son, whatever you need, I will give it to you. Christ is my guarantee. Did Jesus die for you? Then you get a job. Did Jesus die for you? Then you get your accommodation. Did Jesus die for you? Then you get a wife. Did Jesus die for you? Then you get a husband. Did Jesus die for you? Then you get your child. See? When you know that, I'm asking for this thing. The the biggest thing God could do is to give his son. Then this thing I'm asking is less. God's greatest gift was salvation. So, knowing that Jesus died for you should make you confident in prayer. Say, God loves to answer my prayer. Oh, say it like you mean it. 
Now look at this. Romans 5, give me verse 9. Look at this. It says, much more than being not justified by his blood, look at it, we shall be saved from wrath. How? Through him. So how do I know that if there's destruction somewhere, I'll be safe? Because I'm in Christ. His blood has justified me. None of you would ever be victims in a collapsed building. None of you would ever be victims of an accident. None of you would ever be victims of a plane crash. None of you would ever be victims of kidnapping. None of you would ever be victims of assassination. Why? Because of Jesus. His blood is the guarantee. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell someone, have faith in your guarantee. Tell someone else, have faith in your guarantee. Jesus is our guarantee. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Galatians 3, reading verse 26. Galatians chapter 3. It says, For ye are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Say, I'm a child of God. Now follow this closely. Say, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That means you're wrapped up in Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. So in Christ, the Jew does not have more rights than I have. Then he says, there's neither born nor free. So the fact that someone is a slave doesn't mean he has less rights. It says there's neither male nor female. So males don't have better edge in Christ. For you're all one how? For you're all one how? In Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. And he is according to what? It says if you're in Christ... Then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now, I'm just going to show you a few promises that you are a heir to. Number one, you are a heir of this world. That means this world belongs to you. Are you aware of that? There is nothing you need in this world you cannot get. So do I get an Amen. But saying an amen doesn't make it true. It's already true. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 21. Look at this. That's why you need to kill to get anything. Just ask God. It says, therefore let no man glory remain for all things are yours. Tell, say all things are mine. Tell someone else all things are yours. Next verse. When are Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world? You see that? Or life. It says the world is yours. Say the world is mine. Yeah, because Jesus is yours. It says the world or life or death or things present or things to come. How many are yours? How many are yours? How many are yours? Now it tells you why. Verse 23. It says, and ye are Christ and Christ is God's. So because you belong to Christ, everything you need is made available to you. Say all things are mine. Number two, before I give you number two, 
Go to Romans 4 verse 13. Romans 4 verse 13. It says, for the promise. See, I'm Abraham's seed. Say it again, say, I'm Abraham's seed. For the promise that it should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to who? You see that? Or to his seed through the law, but through what? So you're a heir of the world. Number two, the promise. What are you a heir to? The spirit. The spirit. Galatians 3 verse 13. You are a heir of the spirit. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law, being made a cost for us, for it is written cost is everyone and hang it on a tree. Notice it was, re- it made, it was made a cost for us. It's our guarantee. It's our guarantee. Our escape from the cost. Say, I've escaped from the cost. Say, like, I mean it. Say, I've escaped from the cost. If you know they are troubling you, say it with faith. I've escaped from the cost. All right. Look at this. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, cause they want to hang on a tree, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. I'm going to get to that later after this, but look at the, the one I want to focus on. It says that we might receive what? The promise of what? Of the Spirit. How? Through faith. So every child of God can receive the Holy Spirit. There are people who are not speaking in tongues till today. They feel that God will not give it to them because they're not perfect. How can you be perfect without the Holy Spirit? It's the Holy Ghost that perfects you. They say, I need to live a better Christian life. And uh, he's the one that will enable you to live a better Christian life. See? The Holy Spirit. You are a hair of that anointing. See? Luke 11. Let's begin from 11. So if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Talk to me now. If he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? Okay. Now, in Jesus' day, but in Africa, there are winches. You know, and winches can do this kind of bad thing. You know that? Winches. Not witches, though. Winches. All right. He says, next verse, verse 12. Or if he asks an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Come on now. No, you won't do that. You will you do that? You're not his wish. We're talking wishes, and not you. Next verse. Verse 13. If you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more, completed for me, shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to who? So that means you can receive the Holy Spirit even today. It's your right. Number three, you are a heir of the blessing. You're a heir of the blessing. That means, go back to Galatians 3, verse 13 to 14. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the law, being made a cost for us. Say, Christ has become my cost. Say, say Christ has become my cost. Yeah, because everything you were supposed to suffer, he suffered on the cross. On the cross, he was stripped naked, which means you will never be stripped in your life. Yeah. Your clothes, you always be clothed in your life. Yeah. Now notice, he redeemed my work. My hands stands on my work. When they nailed him to the cross and the blood spilled, 
He redeemed my work. May God's blessing find expression in your work. May God's blessing find expression in your work. May God bless the work of your hands. You see? Then they nailed him his feet. Feet speaks of dominion. The Bible says, whenever the soles of your feet shall tread upon, it shall be yours. See, he restored my authority. Are you following me? That means, as a child of God, you're going to be a landowner. Yeah. You're going to be a landowner. Yeah. Are you saying amen? Yeah. They pierced his side. His heart was broken. You will not die from a broken heart. Yeah. And if you're having a broken heart, maybe from a relationship, marriage, whatever, may God heal your heart. Yeah. Then they placed a crown of thorns on his head, which represents the curse. God told Adam, he said, Cost is the ground for your sake, and sons and tissues shall it bring forth to thee. And no more shall the land yield its strength unto thee. So when he put that crown on his, when they put that crown of thorns on his head and he began to bleed, God was saying that you will not suffer to make progress anymore. You are a hair of the blessing. Say, I'm a hair of the blessing. Say it again, say, I'm a hair of the blessing. Say it loud and clear, I'm a hair of the blessing. Are you following me? All right, look at verse 14. It says, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. How? Through Jesus Christ is my guarantee. Say, in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. I, declare I declare that every curse from my father's house is broken off my life right now. In the name of Jesus, every curse placed on me by anyone is broken right now in the name of Jesus. I am redeemed from every curse. The curse of poverty, the curse of untimely death, the curse of sickness, the curse of childlessness, the curse of joblessness. In the name of Jesus, I am free by the blessing. I am rising. I am bringing forth fruit. I am making progress. My children are becoming great. By the blessing, I declare whatever people from my father's house cannot have, do not have, I will have, I shall have. In the name of Jesus, say amen. Give him praise for a moment. Are you getting something out of this? Say, Christ is my guarantee. guarantee. Alright. Ephesians 1 verse 3 says, Blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places where? In Christ Jesus. So, the man in Christ is blessed with what? All spiritual blessings. Every spiritual blessing. Number four, you are a heir of eternal life. You are a heir of eternal life. 1 John 2 verse 25. 1 John 2 verse 25. Are you there? It says, let's read it together. One, two, read. And this is a promise that he has promised us. Even what? You see, that as a child of God, eternal life is yours. Quality of life. I said quality of life. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 
119. Let's run. We got about two points there about and let's close. Verse 2 Corinthians 1 verse 18. But as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay. In other words, yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was preached unto you by, by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay. But in him was what? Was yea. That's yes. For all the promises of God in him are what? And in him, amen, unto the glory of God. How? By us. So whatever God has promised as a child of God is a legal inheritance. Amen. Are you following me? Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am favored. I am empowered. Quickly, number six. Align your confession with God's word after prayer. Number six. Align. Your confession, that's what you're saying, with God's word after prayer. That means when you finish praying for something, don't start saying things that negate what you are praying for. You know, some people will pray, let's say you're asking God for a job, you say, in the name of Jesus, I declare that you will get the biggest contract you ever got. Amen. And you get a Amen. All right. Then your friend says, Oboyafana, Sinadai with this. So you have canceled the prayer that we just prayed. This will be your best year. Things are going to work for your good. People that have forgotten will remember you. You will get calls of favor. Amen. Oh, so you just jump, jump up in church. You're sweating. Amen. 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 Oh, finish service. You enter taxi. Someone says, tomato now. Tin don't dear. Now only God now go survival. You turn and say, not true, my brother. You have canceled the prayer. He just prayed. So many times, what God has promised us with our own mouth, we cancel it. And that's why when God came to, when the angel of the Lord came to Zechariah in Luke chapter 1, he had to make him dumb. Because he did not believe. Why? Because he could have used his mouth to cancel the prayer. Let me just show you that quickly. Because some of you have not followed the, the series closely. Luke chapter 1. Let's look at this briefly, briefly, briefly. Let's look at verse, verse 19. Now, let me read from verse 18. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? From an old man, my wife was created in years. But the angel told him in verse 13, Your prayer is heard. And he says, How do I know that this thing you are saying will come to pass? See? He didn't believe it. Now, give it to me in the New Living Translation, please. How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife also is well along in years. Give me the message. He said, do you expect me to believe this? The angel came. Give us verse 13 in the message, verse 13. The angel came and said, your prayer is heard. You, they're praying for a child. God, the angel came from heaven. He saw the angel crow crow eyes. And the man is saying, do you expect me to believe this? 
He says, don't fear, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Elizabeth, your wife, will bear a son by you. You are to name him John. Give me next verse. I think it was 18. Where were we? He says, do you expect me to believe this? The angel said, your prayer is heard. It's in annoying the man. After I'm old like this, do you expect me? Think I have no guessance. Think I'm a Pentecostal. I'm not like the charismatics. I see with my eye before I believe. Nobody can fool me, not even angels. 19. Message. Let's see the message first. Before I go to King James. But the angel said, I am Gabriel, the sentinel of God. Sent especially to bring you this glad news. Next verse, verse 20. It says, but because you won't believe me, you'll be unable to say a word on the day of your son's birth. Every word I've spoken to you will come true on time, God's time. So the angel said, now your prayer is heard, but because you have negative mouth, be dumb. Give me verse 20 in the King James. It says, and behold, thou shalt be dumb and not be able to speak until the day that these things be, shall be performed because thou believest on my words shall be fulfilled in your season. So when you pray, don't be negative. And that's why I always tell you, build your faith. I told you, go and get all the series on prayer. Listen to them, put them in your car, put them in your house, put them in your bedroom because you don't want frustrations anymore in the place of prayer. Are you out there? So, after you've prayed, align your confession with God's word after prayer. In Numbers 14, verse 28, when you read the old of Numbers 14, God made a breach of covenant. He made a covenant with them that they would take them into their promised land, but they kept on saying that they would die, that God has brought them here to die. God has brought us here to die. God has brought us here to die. Watch this. Say unto them, as surely as I live, saith the Lord, as you've spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Next verse. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and all, the num- all that were numbered of you according to your own number from 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Verse 30. Doubtless, you shall not come into the land concerning which, notice, which I swear to make you to dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Moab. So, God says, I swore that it will happen. God swore. But they were too negative. God says, as you said in my ears, so will I do to you. You said you would die, you will die. So, be careful what you say. Because God creates the fruits of your lips. Isaiah 57 verse 19. It says, I create the fruit of the lips. Isaiah 57, 19. I create the fruit of the lips. See that? So, what you are saying, don't you, you know sometimes we feel that we should have faith in place of prayer, then after prayer we talk anyhow. No. Maintain your confession. Just maintain your confession. Yeah, maintain your confession. Proverbs 16, verse 30. Proverbs 15, verse 30. Are you there? I said, are you there? All right, let's look at this. It says, he shuttered his eyes to devise evil things. Let's complete the last clause. that one to read. Moving his lips, he bringeth what? Moving his lips, he bringeth what? Moving his lips, he bringeth what? You see that? 
So if you don't want evil to happen, you have to watch what you say. Hallelujah. I remember a man that was a a tight rope climber. You know that people who climb rope, they walk on ropes. I was reading one about um, one of these great guys who did that. And he said, they said before the man fell, he was telling me, I just see myself falling. He kept on saying, I just see myself falling. That day when he climbed, he fell to his death. Moving his lips, they bring an evil to pass. There are many evil things that have happened in your life because you said so. Mothers do it a lot. And they warn you. And they warn you. Joe, and they warn you. The way they walk out, one day, what didn't go happen to you? I'm telling you, now hospital will come see you. Before long, your child is walking. He's stabbed. Then you say, Joe, I don't tell you. I don't tell you. You are a prophetess. Some of you have already prophesied the end of this year. Say so this year, things go tough for me. Eh? This one will be say, best no day politics again. I no be commissioner, nothing to commission. I know nothing, nothing reach my side. Kai, this year go tough, eh? God says, I create the fruit of the leaves. Toughness, find him. You <laughs> had the look arm. Um, this one that they sack people anyhow for share. <laughs> Before, you know, Federal will sack me, make a begin save because they go soon sack person. You know. I create the fruit of the leaves. Sack, find him. <laughs> so, what are you saying? This year for me it will be beautiful. To be a great year. Results. Money. Money. Amen. Amen. People are not expecting money this year anymore. But me, I'm expecting money. Because God said the silver is mine. And what? The gold is mine. You will not roast this year. Say it with your man. I will not roast this year. I will enjoy this year. This year will bring forth good things. This year is crowned with good things. I will have many testimonies this year. Favor locates me this year. God creates the fruit of the lips. May God do unto you as you've said. Are you out there? Hebrews 10 verse 23. Hebrews 10 23. Are you learning something? So when you go home, your husband says, Kai, this year, this year, this year, bad. Don't say, honey, don't let God create that. I can't say that word. This year will be sweet for us. Amen. Amen. There's a game we used to play. Let's just play it briefly before we finish this message. Now turn to someone, okay? If your wife is here, it's better with your wife. Okay? But if your wife, if you don't get a wife, anybody can serve. You know what Just turn. This is what you do. You say one good thing that you expect to happen in your life this year. The other person will say, I agree. Then the, the other person will speak. You say, I agree. I give you just two minutes to do that quickly. One good thing. They say, I agree. One by one. Don't say it at the same time. Wait, 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 wait. One by one. One by one. 
One by one. Go ahead. Take your time. Two minutes. You have two minutes. Hallelujah. Have you said your own? I agree with you in Jesus' name. You see how it works? God creates the fruit of the lips. And if you find an agreement, you accentuate the possibility. Praise God. Now, Proverbs 18, 20 and 21. Let's read that very quickly so we can run. But have you enjoyed the message so far? It says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with what? And with the increase of his lips, how? That means if you don't have food to eat, who should we blame? Your mouth. Kai, they never pay us, so that means the person could just be rose too. Now, God does not supply your need because they paid you. It's according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It is my prayer for you, those who they have not still paid, that the hand of God's favor will rise up on your behalf to meet your need in the name of Jesus. Are you out there? So it matters what you're saying. Verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat what? The fruit thereof. It matters what you're saying. Tell someone it matters what you're saying. Tell someone it matters what you're saying. Hebrews 10 verse 23, please. It says, let us hold fast the profession, the confession of our faith. How? Without wavering, for his faithful what? That promise. So you keep on saying it. You keep on saying it. Tell someone, keep on saying it. Say it again. Say, keep on saying it. Yeah. Let's say something. Say, in the name of Jesus. The blessing of God is on my life. No matter what happens. In Nigeria, in Nigeria. I, will I will walk in the blessing. In the I, will I will be safe. My going out is blessed. My coming in is blessed. My rising up is blessed. My sitting down is blessed. Everything I touch is blessed. In the name of Jesus, the money I need is coming to me in free cause. In the name of Jesus, I declare my faith. I am anointed. I am blessed. This year is a good year. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, shout says. Hallelujah. Proverbs 13, verse 2, quickly. Let's read it together. One, two, go. Mm-hmm.
It says, a man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. Say, this year I shall eat good. This year I shall eat good. I shall eat good food. This year is good for me. June is good for me. July is good for me. August is good for me. September is good for me. October is good for me. November is good for me. December is good for me. This latter half of the year is full of goodness, blessings, favor, deliverance, protection, promotion, prosperity, healing. In the name of Jesus. Say amen. With your mouth. You're saying it with your mouth. Celebrate it, celebrate it. Number seven, quickly. Every time you remember your prayer, give thanks. Every time you remember your prayer, what do you do? Give thanks. Quickly, Philippians 4, verse 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Are you out there? If you read John eleven forty to 44, Jesus got to the Lazarus grave and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. Then what did he say? Lazarus, what did he say? Come forth. He got the miracle. So every time you remember your prayer, what do you do? You thank God. You give thanks. Philemon 1 verse 4. Philemon 1 verse 4. Philemon 1 verse 4. Are you there? One to go. I thank my God making mention of you Beautiful, you give thanks. Lastly, number what now? Number eight, after receiving answers, what do you do? Testify. After receiving answers, testify. Revelation 12, verse 11, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by what? And by the word of their testimony. So whenever you testify, you are establishing what God has done, and every time you testify, it's an application for more. Luke 17 from verse 11 to 19. Luke 17 from 11. It says, And it came to pass, he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Next verse, please. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten, ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Next verse, please. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Next verse. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Next verse, please. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice did what? Glorified God. Next verse. And fell down on his, on his face at his feet and giving him thanks. And, and he was a Samaritan. Next verse. And Jesus answering said, on, said we're, not, we're there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Next verse, please. They said they are not found that return to give glory to God. Save what? This stranger. Only one of them came to give glory to God. And see what happens when you come back to testify. Verse 19. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has done what? Now let me tell you this. When, you, when, when people are leprous, because you will never have leprosy. When people are leprous, they begin to lose their extremities. So they will have sores on their bodies. 
The Bible says Jesus said they should go show themselves to the priest as they when they were cleansed. So that means their skin became healed. But this one came to testify. Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. That means the extremities were restored. That means when you testify about something, God begins to add to it. May God add to what he's doing in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Say amen. amen. In Mark 5, from verse 25 to 34, you will notice that there's a woman with the issue of blood. After she was healed, the Bible tells us that she came, give me from verse 30, Mark 5, 30. It said, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Next verse, please. And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude throng in thee and seest thou who touched me? Verse 32. And he looked about to see her that has done this thing, the woman. Next verse. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him. And what did she do? And told him how all the truth testifying. Verse 34. It says, and he said unto her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go into peace and be healed of thy plague. You see that? When you testify, God will do more. When Jesus said, be whole, it says your faith has made you whole. That means whatever she was missing because of her condition was being restored. So anytime God does something, what do you do? Anytime God does something, what do you do? Anytime God does something, what do you do? And testimony is also a weapon of war. The Bible said they overcame him by the word of your testimony. Give me First Samuel 2 verse 1. Some, uh, Hannah said, Thou hast opened my mouth, enlarged my mouth, opened my mouth wide over my enemies. So every time you are testifying, you are telling your enemies the areas of God they cannot touch you. You are establishing that miracle. Are you out there? It says, my, And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My heart is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because what? I rejoice in their salvation. Will you testify? I said, Will you testify? Just lift your hands where you are. I'm going to speak words over you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray over you that the things you've been stressing to get, the things you've been struggling to get, begging to get, worrying to get, this year, God will put it in your hand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak over you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that this year, 2016, you will experience progress far greater than you experienced 10 years ago in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you can only have a better tomorrow, it's my prayer for you that whatever you do, this is your season of increase in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your business will be bigger. Your salary will be bigger. Those of you believing for jobs, may God give you a job you could only wish for. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May God give you a job you could only wish for. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those of you who are believing God for your husband. It's my prayer that this year will not pass. Until a man approaches you for your hand in marriage. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those of you who are squatting. This is the year you are moving to your own accommodation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for someone here. You've been trying to get a car for a long time. This year, 2016, you will have your own car in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for you this year. Your money has been hard for you. But the blessing of God, because you are the seed of Abraham, may you begin to find favor to get contracts, get jobs, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the God of consolation rise on your behalf. May the God of consolation rise on your behalf. 
May the God of consolation rise on your behalf. In the name of Jesus. Say amen. Give God praise. Give God praise.